What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But today is uh, the last week of June, right? Mm. The last week of June. Father's Day just just passed yesterday. To all you fathers out there, Happy Father's yeah. Day, belated Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, the this is a uh, yeah. I mean, we there's there's two very. I mean, it's good that we waited a bit to re- record this podcast because just yesterday night there was something that launched that provided the perfect fodder for today's podcast. But before we get there, uh, we we just want to say that if you do enjoy this podcast or if you have enjoyed this podcast in the past, thank you so much for listening. Mm. Uh, and it would be great if you could kind of spread the word about this podcast because we have we have grown through word of mouth only and we're very thankful for the growth. But if we can grow more and allow other people to kind of engage with us in our discussions, that would be awesome. Yeah, especially in the light of uh, everything going on the podcast scene in Singapore, right? Like even the yeah, president, man. the president <laughs> weighing in on a podcast and stuff like that. Even my mom knows what's a podcast now. Uh, yeah, I think it's important that as more people know about podcasts, that they're also exposed to other types of podcasts besides like the number one, uh. the number one podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or so, also also exposed to podcasts aside from the Tianhao NOC and all the top YouTubers yeah. podcasts, lah. Because you know those are the. the I mean, if you saw that on YouTube, you you can find it on podcast also. Yeah. And, uh, so hopefully, you know. yeah, you like what we do, uh, talking about current affairs. And today, for the first topic, we have something that is so current. And I'm surprised there aren't that many news articles about it yet. I saw it on my Facebook wall. Uh, yeah. and, and right now, it's getting some major fucking traction, man. Is it? What? Major in what way? Like, maybe, maybe you have to give the context first. Uh. So, so do uh, you want to yeah. do the honors? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, in this Saturday, 27 June, at mm. 8 p.m., uh, it was meant to be the Pink Dot event uh, mm. in Singapore. So Pink Dot event in Singapore is uh, every year around June, near the end of June, there's a event that, um, I mean, called Pink Dot, that is, that is held at the Hong Lim Park, the only uh, place in Singapore where you're legally allowed to gather and protest. So it's held there every year. <laughs> it's a celebration of uh, love. Because the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ community comes together and wearing, you know, everybody wearing pink and everyone um, celebrating love. And and basically, it's a, it's a, I think, would, would you say it's a protest? Um, I think, I think they're very careful. I think in some yeah. way it is a protest, but yeah. I think the way they market it, which is a very smart way, is just a celebration of love. I yeah, think that's yeah. a constant theme and it's been going on for quite a while already, right? Yeah, this I is the 12th 2000... edition. 12th Today, edition. Yeah, this year's will be the 12th edition. But unfortunately, because of COVID, this year's edition has moved entirely online. So online. it's going to be a live streaming event where uh, I think it's called Light Up for Pink Dot. So you're going to be encouraging people to rather than, you know, physically gather at a place to just uh, light up from your balconies, from your windows with uh, pink light, pink torch lights or pink whatever to show your support for Pink Dot. Lah. And, and uh, that has caused quite a bit of... Uh, a bit of buzz, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, traditionally, like you, you and I have both gone to Pink Dot events, and mm. it's it is a it's so positive, it's so energetic. Like I remember, uh, I think I went two years ago, and it was yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it was the biggest at that point in time because okay, so Pink Dot as an organization, it's run as a non profit, and they have faced so many fucking issues over the years. Mm. Uh, I think. From from like sing from foreigners not being allowed to uh, foreign Funding. entities not being able to fund 
the organize the the event. So it just feels obstacle after obstacle. But at at the end of every year, it feels like it's getting more and more traction. Like and even if people yeah. cannot attend the 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 movement is there like and they always end up with uh like a drone shot of people at Hong Lim Park holding these pink lights and it's fucking gorgeous like yeah. so <laughs> this this morning I saw a friend of mine share something on Facebook which is one of those things where I'm like what the fuck How oh wait so it was your friend happening? it was your friend who was sharing it on Facebook but saying it's stupid oh saying it's stupid okay okay not yeah. not supporting and, it la, yeah and what we're talking about is a petition. And it's and of course the petition reads parents petition assign ping dot live stream program appropriate classification, so it's basically a petition against the live streaming of ping dot la. And mm. when I saw it, I was like, oh my god! But I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm surprised it took this long um, to to come up uh, because it's always been a case la. And right now, right, and today is twenty second June at four forty p.m. I think they reached their goal of twenty five thousand signatures in thirty six hours. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I'm at the website now, and I don't know whether it's the the way change.org does their code and all, but uh, whether they spread out people's signups. But every few seconds, there's a new sign up. Now it's at twenty seven thousand three hundred six, and they have increased the the target to thirty five thousand lah. So, so when you when you saw this, what was your what was your first thought, uh, Terence? Uh, I, I mean, I was quite shocked because uh, I thought that you know the fact that they can't actually organize Pink Dot this year like in a physical location. I thought that immediately the We Are Against Pink Dot group would have like signaled it as a victory, lah. But but now reading that petition, it sounds like they're even more they're even more scared of like a live stream now than an actual live event. Because a live event just takes place in a place that can be cordoned <laughs> yeah, off. Right. But now they're all saying, oh, live, live stream, everyone can go on live stream and check it out and all. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, wow, it's 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 kind of strange, counterintuitive lah, to say the least. Yeah, so I mean, like, okay, so just, first of all, like, before we go into the, 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 the debate per se, I think just to read through some of the highlights of the petition. Okay, so they did point out that it's going to be live stream and... According to the show program, it's gonna be it's gonna feature thirty five local drag queens. It's gonna uh, feature a segment of uh, nobody asked by Pretty Please, which is a format that I think she does that tackles kind of like maybe complicated issues with comedy and humor. There's a documentary about a queer family forced to make difficult decisions due to COVID nineteen, and there are animated short films based on the lived experiences of LGBT youths by My Queer Story SG. So this is all from mm. the Pink Dot website, la. And then. The way they structure the petition, there are reasons to give Ping Dot a restricted rating, uh, and there's a conclusion and and all that. So, okay, in some way, I think it is maybe an evolution of their even even evangelism to not say cancel Ping Dot. It's mm-hmm. just to to give it a program rating, yeah. Which which sounds okay. Um, it's 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 not as shitty as like if it's cancelled. Like I mean, we've had petitions in the past to cancel the the goth metal groups from. Uh, performing the some penguin about some book about two penguins being uh destroyed. So mm. this is this I thought was okay. They're just assigning for a rating. But then reading the arguments, is there anything that that you felt like okay they have a good point or or as you read through the petition right? What a what I mean, the short answer is no. There are, there isn't <laughs> any. There aren't any good arguments. Okay, I mean okay. So I see the usual lah. There's the usual. Oh, you know this kind of events. You know, firstly, you can show this. Then maybe someone might show pornography or something like that. Adult, because they see, they see sexuality, they classify any kind of discussion about sexuality as an entirely adult topic. La. 
So yeah. any other adult topic is fair game also, like pornography is fair game. So there might be a chance that pornography might be shown, you know, who's to stop it. So, I mean, of course, like, that goes back to this, a slippery slope argument, which I think is a very flawed argument because there is no evidence that, you know, show, talking about sexuality means that you must show sex on screen, like, right? That's, yeah. that's the, the, the weakness of it. Okay, I, that, that's one I see, one weak, weak argument I see. What what do you see that? So, that is? <laughs> like, okay, I, I, like, I was coming from the point, like, okay, if they're asking for restricted, right? Because mm. in some way, you can argue that uh, it's not, like a broadcast, so so if it's on Channel Five, then they like there's no way Ping Dong will make it to Channel Five, because like, it's free mm. to air and yeah. like it's not say an opt-in thing. So this one is since it's opt-in, it's live stream. I still feel that okay, if there's a restricted warning thing, I would be okay with it, uh, because if you look at content, um, and and I mean okay, they did say they did refer to certain guidelines by IMDA about arts entertainment classification, the internet guidelines laid down by IMDA, and over there you can see some mentions that okay, if it if it um, deals with LGBT issues, uh, there needs to be a fair consumer warning la, which mm. I can accept. Uh, I mean right now it's still an alternative lifestyle. I have no issues with the lifestyle. In fact, I think they deserve um, equal rights. Um, but at this point in time. If there are warnings, I will be okay with it. But then, but then, but then, <laughs> they have to fucking put points. So, they, 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 it started off, I was like, okay, let me see. And then they said the guidelines. I looked at the guidelines. Okay, there's some elements there that support it. Then, number four. The number fourth reason is parents are deeply troubled this year. Ping Dot's online program is piping its content into our homes, living rooms, bedrooms, and dining rooms without restraint. First of all, it's the fucking internet. Okay, yeah. it's not say they're gonna turn on your computer and shove the screen in your face, right? And mm. then the second point in the same reason, such programs with sexual themes will drive our children's curiosity to other kinds of obscene content, thus increasing their exposure exposure to cyber risks. And yeah. they link to an article that says fifty four percent of Singaporean children exposed to at one at, at least one cyber risk. So to me, right. That fucking it just destroys all arguments, lah. Mm. You are basically saying that okay, first of all, they are fucking shoving it down your throat, and then after that, the fact that these these things are sexual of nature will make children see other themes that will open up their risk to cyber 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 security issues. Mm. How fuck does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> cyber security. So then, yeah, so so it's these kind of things that totally kills it for me, like, Because then you can tell that they are just basing it on the on the basic premise that anything LGBT is evil is corrupt. And then they use phrases like "Who will protect these young minds and hearts if society does not do its part?" Mm. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, uh. Do you? I mean, I haven't seen any personal friend in my echo chamber that has yeah. shared this petition, lah. But uh, I think I I have, I I do know somebody who was, who I knew was in the We Are Against Ping Dot group in Singapore, and mm. one of the, I remember one of his justifications, and this guy he's not a he's not a troll or anything, like he's a smart guy, you know, uh, eloquent, educated, you know, uh, I would works in the medical field as well, lah. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of times I think uh, for them, they, their big argument against Pink Dot, right, is that mm. they don't want their children to be exposed to Pink Dot. They don't want, um, where, it's com- where they're coming from is that they don't want the allure of this, you know, fun, uh, peace-loving, uh, you know, we're all friends event. They don't want the allure of that to overshadow the larger discussion about sexuality 
that uh, young kids that they don't think young kids should be having lah. So basically, mm. of of course, of course, disclaimer is that obviously this friend also is a very religious person and stuff like that. But uh, I think that his logical argument against it is that he doesn't want a child who is below you know eighteen or whatever to have to to be confronted with the question of you know what is my sexuality yet lah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, not saying that I agree with him or anything, but I'm just trying to explain where uh, a lot of their perspectives are coming from. Like, and they probably pull up a lot of, uh, like, I think, nonsensical arguments. But largely speaking, I see the same kind of uh, thing. I see the same thre- uh, train of thought uh, that uh, they just want to keep their children away from this kind of, uh, from any kind of ping dot propaganda, propaganda in, in inverted commas, for as mm. long as they can. Um Although yeah, even like like you said, like it's on the internet. It's like why? What are you going to? How are you going to so, censor it? Or so so like, maybe right? maybe the crux of it. And okay, so I have one friend who I spoke to recently about another issue, but it came up around yeah. uh like whether you approve same sex marriage and all that, like which in yeah, some yeah. way is a proxy for kind of determining whether someone supports LGBTQ equal rights and all that. So mm-hmm. his answer, which was quite interesting, was that as a he as an individual he's okay, but as a Muslim, he cannot. Because okay. it's against his religion. So that's where, that's where I feel like, yeah, it's it's almost like them not wanting it to be live stream. Like what you said, like, it's, it's not just, oh, they feel that uh, showing the live stream will immediately make their children corrupt. It's just, it, it, con- it, it becomes a very difficult thing to, to moderate if you have certain ideological beliefs, if you have, if you have certain religious yeah. beliefs. And it almost feels like, just based on so now I'm on the We Are Against Big Dot in Singapore group um, mm. and one car- common theme seems to feel like the people feel like okay if this is allowed what next mm. you know like like what you say like, it's, it's almost like a you know you hear the gateway drug for marijuana you yeah. take marijuana you will become a heroin addict so this yeah. almost feels like if we allow unfiltered live streams of LGBTQ who knows what's next you know anti-vaccinations uh, the, the no gender like literally there's an infographic on the page uh, where it's titled Sheeple of the New Normal and yeah. it just it just is like this caricature individual of everything that is Western and liberal. Uh. There's yeah. no genitalia, there's a rubber spine, there's a chip implant, it's tracking, there's no vaccine, it's a sheep for the head, it's brain blocker. So it just feels like, okay, this is this is getting too close to the new future. And I think mm-hmm. even for me, right, you know like when TikTok come, came out, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? You know, like, oh fuck, another new thing. I, 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 there's a part of me who's like, I, I, do, I wish TikTok didn't exist because I'm already struggling to deal with so many social media things now. And mm. I don't know if this LGBTQ thing feels like, for conservative people, right, it's like a TikTok. It's like another yeah. thing. <laughs> like, oh shit, what is this new thing we have to deal with? Better not just ban TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It is. Yeah, in a sense, it is. Uh, I mean, in some ways, maybe the parents themselves are not ready for this so-called new reality, like, Right? That, yeah. That some, you know, your kid's sexuality, the questions might come earlier, because I mean, like back in the day when you and I were kids, right? It was probably like let's say let's just take the example of pornography, lah. It was probably much easier to keep pornography away from kids like twenty yes, to thirty yeah. years ago <laughs> compared to now, lah. Right, so <laughs> now you want porno is like any kid pulling up any smartphone, or iPad is very easy to get. So it's kind of like I think parents also kind of need to adjust, like how they deal with that as well, right? It's it's not something that you can easily stop. But um, I mean, not not saying that porno is, is similar to a red a pink dot or anything, but 
the point is that I think um, you know to to people like my friend and all that who are in that kind of situation, it's it's also uh, I think as parents also you need to evolve la, right and 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 see that the new what the new challenges for children are today and and address them rather than try and you know you know put blinders on them and put and stop other people from doing their things because because your your child is not ready for that la, right. But I mean that's where I guess it gets it gets tricky la, because to a certain extent okay so I think the the big part here is that um because Pink Dot feels like an institution almost and for mm. them to be given live stream I'm pretty sure that all the parents and anyone who signed a petition know that if you want to find LGBT porn you can find mm. it like I just open up the tab and I just Google okay gay porn and like the first website it's not even MDA block. Mm-hmm. You just you just can click it and it's non-stop and I'm sure if you want to find lesbian porn as LGBT yeah. porn queer porn you can find it and I'm pretty sure the people who sign the agreement the petition know that it exists but I think for them the difficult thing to stomach is that how come this institution is allowed to to broadcast online with almost like no no obstacle put in place by the government yeah yeah and uh, that's and what know, I mean. This petition is signed to the government, so I think yeah. they also want. So now I I don't know what's going to happen. I'm surprised there's no news news articles yet because it feels like something that's going to get yeah. bigger and more. Maybe Halima has to step in again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every year around June, some yeah. some shit starts happening lah. So I mean, you think about it lah. Like this year, what happened? Like Pink Dot going live stream. In previous years, probably it would have been a victory for We Are Against Pink Dot, you know. That yeah, that's it, was, right. <laughs> it went from a physical event to live stream. But this year, because they started a live stream already, now now they want to push it even further back. <laughs> oh, you cannot live stream. Then now you must do something else. So it's pigeon, like... Pigeon, pigeon. Yeah. yeah, so every year, it seems like there must be a battle. If there's no battle, uh, then then I think both sides will... I'm not saying both sides. Maybe the, the We Are Against Pink Dot feels like it's a loss like, when they don't push back against whatever Pink Dot is doing. <laughs> Let's think that was just like trying to go about his business and do his thing. But every year, they must come up with a new way to, to hackle them. Uh. No, this one must give credit to Pink Dot. Uh. They know that, okay? It's almost like, you know what? We are we are evolving, we are going. But I'm pretty sure they knew that this would hit the conservatives even harder. Like, because really, mm. circuit blocker, you're stuck at home, right? And yeah, somehow yeah. now, you know, with these computers that will pipe LGBTQ propaganda <laughs> down our children's throats, what can we yeah. do? What can we do? Then like, yeah... So, so I mean, okay, but the thing is, right, every year, this, this argument, this, this, the, almost the number of people who sign the petition and the number of people who support Ping, Ping Dot grow even more. Mm. So, it just feels like, I don't know whether the, the Ping Dot themselves have a, have a plan to, I know they do try and strike a very positive tone and yeah. they, they, I don't think they're doing anything they shouldn't be doing to stoke the flames of, of animosity between the two groups. Like. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like, fuck, every year is the same year and and is there nothing that can be done to to kind of like, to, I don't know, bring people together. Like. Leadership, lo. that's what leadership is about. How? <laughs> leadership? Dude, now with the election coming up, this is going to be the last thing they're going to fucking talk about, man. Yeah, I mean, we are, we're, I think we're still a long ways away. But, but, but at the same time, uh, like when you know, same-sex marriage was legalized in the U.S. under Obama and everything, and the yeah. and his Supreme Court, you know, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure their society was uh equally, if not more, divided on the topic as well. Yeah. But uh, you know, somebody, I mean, up there, somebody in authority decided, you know, we need to move forward with times ah, and then they made a decision and just ran went forward with it lah, and over time. There's pushback. There's still pockets of pushback and, and everything. But uh, in essence, they were trying to remove inequality in the system. Lah. And, and you'd be surprised. I mean, like, you know, even like we talk about chief provocator like Kelvin Cheng. 
Mm. I mean, he has come out and, and supported the repeal of 377A before. Like, he said that it's mm. it's discriminatory against a, a group of, of a, a very small minority group of people who, I mean, it doesn't, their business in the bedroom doesn't affect me at all, but why why discriminate against them, like, you know? And for context, the 377A is the penal code that uh, penalizes carnal intercourse, right? Which is classified as like anal sex and anything yeah. that is not uh, penetrative sex through the vagina, like. Right, yeah, and I know yeah. it is a it is almost a remnant of Commonwealth nations because it was a big yeah. thing I think last year when India overturned it, yeah. but for Singapore there's been so much talk there's been so much debate I think as recent as last year after India overturned it I think it caused a lot of discussions in all the other Commonwealth nations but um, I think the general government stance is that uh, they will never impose it but they need to balance it with the conservative uh, mass in Singapore uh, which it's a uh, I mean, it's something they will never overturn because they know that Singapore, there's a lot of... It's not the most secular country in terms of the voter mm. base. Like, if they overturn it, uh, it's almost political suicide. La. Yeah, it's, it's the, these are the, the cardinal sins of Singapore yeah. politics. 377A and then having a non-Chinese become prime minister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those cannot... You cannot breach those two. You so cannot breach those two rules. If Tarman <laughs> wants to drop the mic, uh, wallow it. he just fucking like kill it at the election become PM repeal 377A drop the mic and walk out wow. like, you'll go down in Singaporean <laughs> folklore man then all the statues of, of Raffles all topple it come, man topple it tumbling put down <laughs> put, put Tarman wow. that's like that sounds like apocalypse in Singapore and, no, and it's almost like you know in, in astrophysics and like physics in general like things can change but the one constant is the speed of light right Tarman uh. is like the speed of light in Singapore politics uh. Like, uh. even now with the whole debate between Pritam Singh and Shanmugam uh, uh, just entered the mix with Alfian Saad, everyone kind of like, I mean, th- whenever Tarman is mentioned, it's always mentioned in a like, okay, positive. Uh, he's, uh, he's positive. Uh, so, so, so he's the, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I don't know why, why we came to Tarman also, but, but um, back to this thing. 377 yeah, We're talking about 377 yeah, and leadership and all that. 377 yeah. So, I mean, this one, yeah, it, I, 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 there are petitions signed every year. Right? I know yeah. that, oh, I know every year when Pink Dot happens, there's also Wear White, which is the yeah. opposite campaign done by, I but think, Muslim is Christian still, leaders. Is it still on? Like, do they still do it? Like, Actually, yeah, maybe they also are going live stream. Huh? Unless, I mean, how, I guess, yeah, you could do light, white at night, right? Like, just on your light. La. <laughs> you just on any yeah. white light at home. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it's normally led by like uh the religious leaders of the Christian faith, Islamic uh, uh faith, and uh Pastor Lawrence Kong, who's quite a a famous pastor. I think yeah, it's been happening every year, but this year there's no mention of it, man. Yeah, man. yeah. No, I think they had a very bad rap a few years ago, and then they haven't really been very public about it, very vocal about it since la. So uh yeah, it's it's it's. I don't think you actually see a wear white, but definitely these guys are, are against this Spring Dot live stream as so, well. So then what do you think about having a rating for the live stream? Like we just log in the live stream or the or the, the Facebook post or I think that's how they're gonna be doing the live stream. I mean, it's gonna make it even more exciting to watch. Huh? <laughs> the truth is them <laughs> wanting to put this M A M eighteen rating on it makes the show even more enticing for young people to watch. Huh? Like they be oh shit, what's gonna happen? Actually it's just it's nothing, like, just people singing and dancing and all that. 
and then now, I mean, the fact that they put this petition, like, I, it's actually now locked into my calendar for 27 June, 8 p.m. I'm so aware of it. You and I talking about it now. We're telling everybody, 27 June, 8 p.m. Yeah, 27 June, just watch it. Yeah, watch yeah, it. Even so, if it's M18, M21, just watch it. So thank you to the petition for highlighting it to us. Because I also wasn't 100% following because of COVID-19 or so. La. I probably would have heard of it, like, maybe the day off or the day before. But now because of yeah. this petition, I'm more aware of it. So thank you to them for... Keeping us aware of of Pink Dot every year is still going on. Thank you, petition. Yeah, yeah. If you guys wanna wanna just have a have a little. Okay, so first of all, if you agree with the petition, disagree with us, please let us know. If you mm. agree with us, disagree with the petition, just go check out the petition. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you can learn how not to construct an argument. Um, yeah. and then put it down in your calendar. You know, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. I also honestly did not know about that it was going to be this Saturday until yeah. my friend shared this. Yeah. So and well then, done. WS who started a petition. Yeah, now phase two, Daiso is probably open. You can probably buy pink torchlights or pink hey, cellophane actually, paper and is, everything. Maybe this is something we can do to drive traction towards our podcast also. Like we what? just promote like, okay, there's going to be this like uh, uh, some something contentious. We start a petition, get people to sign it and then like let people debate about a petition when we just, I mean, in the, in the as we've seen in recent podcasts and, and discussed in recent podcasts, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, like yeah. you can be misogynistic and become the biggest podcast. You can be a asshole to your helper and get more followers. You can yeah. belittle the Black Lives Matter movement and get more followers. Oh yeah, so you saying be provocative and just and like, just come up with some fake petition. I mean, we have we yeah we have a goal in mind. So in our mind, we know we're doing good. But then the petition is almost like a a cheap marketing effort to get us there. Like. Of course, I'm 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 just hypothesizing. Like we, hey, the, but who knows? Maybe what you're saying is. Like who? I mean, who came out with this petition in the first place? I mean, with I these very weak arguments. Yeah, it's it's W S Lin, and when I click on the W S Lin profile at change.org, there's nothing like It's just W S Lin. Yeah, exactly. You so know? it could have been, could have been that the, public, be the publicity team yeah. of of Pink Dot coming out with this. <laughs> that would be fucking brilliant, man. Because it's almost like you're utilizing your enemies in air quotes to do yeah. marketing for you, lah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which reminds exactly. me of this. Uh, I think there was this march, this white supremacist. Uh, March in Germany, I think, where mm. it was it was fucking brilliant because there was gonna be a white supremacist neo neo Nazi march in Germany, mm. and then I think what the people who wanted to protest against the march did was they start they set up a campaign where every um and I think they they signed up as a partner of the white supremacist movement, and yeah. the campaign was for every mile that. Uh, this protest walks. Yeah. Uh, X amount of money will be donated to anti-white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fucking brilliant. brilliant. And they sold T-shirts. And I think the the T-shirts that the neo Nazis wore also had some cryptic message that was supporting anti, uh, new uh anti neo Nazism. So yeah. it was fucking genius because they realized that these these people they disagreed with were going to be doing something anyway. And yeah. can they leverage that? to market their own cause and raise mm. their own money. So this might actually be fucking a stroke of genius by Pink Dots, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, God well, if, damn. Another conspiracy theory for <laughs> in an, yet another podcast. Insane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but we must give a, a, a like, I mean, must, must we're, we're quite proud of our conspiracy theories in our previous podcast, uh, which we cut up into little videos put on Facebook and, and yeah. yeah, it's been getting quite a lot of traction. <laughs> so yeah. if you want, yeah. you can check it out on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe we should we should toy a little more with conspiracy theories. Uh. They're always fun. Uh. They're always pretty crazy, la, Yeah, and and yeah, la, There's actually a lot of things going on 
behind the scenes in Singapore right now, various organizations all we can't talk about it yet. It's it's just like under bubbling under the surface. <laughs> uh, when in due time we will we will probably talk about it lah. Yeah, there's something that's really bubbling under Terence's surface yeah. from the start of today. Uh, like we yeah, wish yeah. we could talk about it, but yeah. holy shit! And it's interesting back, because yeah, it's not in the news fully yet. Yeah. It's like little little pockets. It feels like it could be a podcast series or a yeah. video series. Yeah. So so in due course, uh, if we ever do get around to making content about that, we will come back to this podcast. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah so, so will you be will you be at uh, the Ping Dot? Light up live fuck stream event. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and and let all the propaganda be shoved down my throat unwillingly. La. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're gonna be watching porn on your on the live yeah, stream. Exactly. The yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And engaging in terrorist content. And and, and opening up myself to cybersecurity risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's it, you gotta take you gotta make some compromises for, for the betterment of mankind. Mm. And speaking of betterment of mankind, yeah. is that a good segue? Uh, it's always a good segue. It's always, it's always a good a segue. Good segue. Yeah. Uh, two days ago, uh, like one of my best sources of news, my my mom and her WhatsApp groups, uh, mm. she sent me these photos of these people on a road in Singapore, like in crowds in front of a restaurant. Mm. And it was just saying, oh, look at these people flouting social distancing measures. And I was thinking, ah, was this even taken now? I don't know. I don't know. Then later on that night, I saw that, yes, it was taken on that day. Uh, and I saw that it had made Google Trends. And what mm. it was, was this restaurant in Holland Village uh, called a British Indian Curry Hut. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually pictures taken there where it was fucking packed. There was no social distancing at all. Um, and people were spilling out onto the the streets of uh, Lorong Mambong, uh, which is part of Holland Village, which is kind of like a, a, a hotspot for cafes and bars in mm. Singapore. It's a pretty cool place. Um, and then there was an article that came out, I think a day or two later, where the owner said that he kind of absolved him absolved himself of responsibility, like saying he couldn't control it. Mm-hmm. So then, then it just caused caused like uh, I mean, some people are like, yeah, you know, maybe he can't control, but I feel that no lah. I mean, then what kind of fucking excuse is that, yeah? Wait, but before we go further, like, yeah, uh, can you explain to the to majority Chinese person why yeah. why British Indian curry hut? Like why is, isn't it just Indian curry hut? Why British Indian? Like that's is like that, saying that's like saying, hey Terence, you know how to play ping pong, right? Because you're <laughs> Chinese. I will explain to you why ping pong is such an important thing to Chinese people. Don't, no, I mean it's, I think it's a legit question in the sense that like, I think don't think everyone knows in the context of London that that you know like uh, eating curry and going to a yeah. going to an Indian restaurant in London is a very big thing, like, right? True. But yeah. uh, so I mean, okay, I, I, I India and Britain, Britain have a lot of history, right? India yeah. was part of the Commonwealth. Um, curry and Indian food is a big part of British cuisine. So, yeah. and if you are opening up a restaurant in Singapore, you want to appeal to the expats, which uh, there are a lot of in Holland. Yeah. Why not call it British Indian curry hut, lah? Uh, okay, okay. So, so <laughs> but that helps to explain a lot. It helps to explain why, why expats are hanging out at the Indian restaurant in Singapore. So, oh, like, uh, because anyway, your assumption is that everyone already knows this, but actually, it's not as common knowledge as you might think, uh. So you're saying expats only hang out at uh, shops where you have expat in the name, or Outback Steakhouse, that kind of thing, Australians. <laughs> Or berries, like, chicken rice, or something. Yeah, is it? flame grilled USA. So yeah, so I, I guess Holland V is a is a hangout for expats, partly because I think mm. that it's 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 uh there are a lot of expats living around the area. Typically, yeah. I think 
I think it's not racist to say that proportionally in a higher higher wealth areas of Singapore, you get a proportion of more Caucasian expats. La. I think that's a given. And Holland V is in one of the more well-to-do areas of Singapore. So yeah, the, it clusters around there. And I think the pictures, yeah, there were a lot of expats. And this is also... I mean, wh- why we wanted to talk about this and the, the other thing that we are going to introduce in a few minutes is because it's all around the concept of, okay, how should establishments um, approach social distancing when they reopen? Like? So there was one incident. Mm-hmm. And then today, Terence told me about uh, another incident that, that caught yeah. our attention. Uh, no, basically the world number one uh, in tennis, Novak Djokovic, uh, because of all the cancelled ton- tennis events in the world, he has been organizing this Adria uh, tennis tour, which is a charity tour featuring some of the top tennis players from around Europe uh, coming together to play in certain uh, cities. Uh, so I think last weekend they played in Belgrade, then they played in Monaco, and then uh, this, uh, and then it's supposed to carry on to two other cities. And um, when I watched it on TV, it was shocking because the event was held in Serbia. The players uh, obviously all played without wearing masks. But not only that, they actually played in front of audiences. Like, they're talking about 20,000 people coming in a stadium. Or 5,000 people, I think, for tennis, coming in a stadium. And there was zero social distancing, no requirement to wear masks. And they were all seated almost next to each other, watching a tennis match like it was January 2020. That was was in Serbia, right? Serbia, yeah, Belgrade, Serbia. So it was crazy. And and, and apparently, yeah, there was a lot of controversy about it because... Djokovic was like, yeah, you know, I'm just following whatever the laws are in Serbia and whatever. So I'm just doing whatever government says and need mm. to do. La. And just like 10 hours ago, uh, one of the players on the circuit suddenly came out and said, I got, I got tested positive for COVID. Dimitrov, so, uh, yeah. So when you say circuit, it was, it was a tour, right? It's not an it was, actually, it's not yeah. a legitimate... It's like, it's a, yeah, it's like an invitational where some of the top players, you know, they come mm. and play in one or two cities, that kind of thing. So Dimitrov who was once a world number three, has tested positive for COVID like, and the rest of the tournament has been cancelled. Like. But did you get high-profile players like Nadal and Federer and all? Uh, you get, yeah, you got uh, Djokovic, Zverev, one of the big upcoming players, Dimitrov and Dominic Thiem, also one of the big com- up-and-coming players. So, but are uh, they all from around the Eastern European countries or European countries? Yeah, yeah, they're all European, European players, uh, Germany think, and everything. Yeah. I think looking at countries like Belarus, I believe they played soccer like tournaments for a fucking longest time. I think they were the last country to shut down soccer tournaments. Um, and it feels like uh, Eastern Europe, they or at least Serbia and Belarus, I'm reading the Wikipedia article now and as uh, on in late February 2020, uh, the president kind of was like mocking, the president and the pulmonologist uh, were kind of making joking statements about the virus. Like, I think I think the yeah. pulmonologist called it the most laughable virus in the history of mankind. And yeah. that women should travel to Italy, which was affected by the virus at that point in time, for shopping because estrogen protects them. So as much as after that, they impose states of emergency, curfews and all, if that is that was their first reaction, right? It feels yeah. like, okay, like, you know deep down what they're thinking. Whatever policies, whatever emergencies they put, they might have had to put, to, had to put because they didn't have a choice. But... It's no surprise that they allowed a tournament like this. But then, so what, what are the repercussions of this then? Like, uh, is all tennis going to be shut down? Because the US Open is yeah. slated to... Because, yeah, so it's a it's been a big discussion. Uh, US Open is supposed to take place without audiences. And uh, yeah. I think Djokovic has been 
quite critical of like whether the US Open will be safe and everything because obviously there's so many cases in the US, lah, right? Mm, but mm, actually, mm. Serbia itself, the funny thing is that Serbia itself has had 12,000 cases and over 230 yeah. over deaths. And that's, they probably don't test as extensively as, as like here in Singapore. Lah. And mm. so it's just the, the, the juxtaposition of them, you know, how they are taking their 200 over deaths versus how we are doing it in Singapore. You know, last weekend, last week we are still pretty much in lockdown. Lah. So, it was just such a juxtaposition. But then, of course, this weekend came by and then we saw what happened in Holland Village. And I think there was even a like two fist fights right in front of the, oh, yeah. the restaurant <laughs> as well. So I was like, oh, fuck, that, that stupid, boorish, drunk behavior is back again. And I'm going to be flooded with like stupid WhatsApp videos of people fighting again. And the restaurant owner of the British curry, British Indian curry hut did also say that because of the fights, people gathered around and they ended up staying around his restaurants, which to me, I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, fuck, you're just blaming everything. But I must say, right, that on Friday night, uh, I took a walk uh, with my girlfriend near my house and there yeah. are some bars and, and we, we just walked past. We didn't stop yeah. or anything because as much as I wanted to observe, I didn't want to contribute to any lack of social distancing. But I must say, right, that I saw at least four people passed out on tables <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was probably happening all around Singapore you get people coming out and like I don't know maybe you haven't been drinking that much or you just yeah. get caught up in a moment and fucking passed out so yeah so that behaviour is back and to st- and it's gonna stay man I'm pretty sure yeah. so so I guess I mean one thing I wanted to kind of talk about was in other industries in Singapore, right, from people I'm speaking to in respective industries like fitness, health, and um, uh, other establishments, how do you... It feels like every establishment out there which has already been hit a lot, especially establishments that depend on human traffic, like they've been hit mm. a lot, right? There are some that are trying to toe the line. There are some that are trying to go past the line and there are some that are trying to be conservative. Yeah. And it just feels like, wow, Shella, if, if you were a business owner of a place like that, as much as you want to do the right thing, mm. if you have all these fucking expenses, you're getting like destroyed by your overheads and all, how how are you supposed to reconcile that? La? Because I've seen, mm. there's one industry I won't say, but I've seen publicly on, on Instagram, they've been very vocal, uh, vocally calling out one of their uh, brands or a, a certain brand that has been kind of towing the line. La. And every other mm. brand in that industry is saying, Yo, you guys got to be careful, man. Um, we Wait, are you're talking about media step. industry or what? No, 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 different. Not media industry. Oh, okay. Yeah, but another oh. industry that depends on human traffic. La. Okay, okay, got it. So yeah. so one establishment is towing the line, but you know now in where there's constant rhetoric of you have to do your part, you know, like you have to compromise, you have to sacrifice for the greater good. Yeah. Well, so like, it's a fucking tough thing to to maintain when you are plagued with like overheads and just burning through money. La. Yeah, right? yeah. And I, th- I think like... Uh, I mean, of course, we can say that oh yeah, the, the restaurants should hire more people to control, help control crowds as well. But at the same time, hiring people comes with costs, like, right? And and right now, costs. Uh, everyone's trying to keep the costs low because we've seen a lot of F&B businesses go go out of business during this last few yeah. months. Uh. Yeah. So, so it's a, I mean, uh, tricky situation in the sense that I also feel yeah, they should take be more proactive in controlling stuff, uh, controlling the crowds. But at the same time, they everyone's very strained by resources. Uh. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's where like Djokovic organizing a tournament that wasn't there. Yeah. Of course, you could argue that it's creating jobs and all that. But 
compared to a restaurant where you're reopening something that you were already doing, right? I think it's two different yeah. cases. Like, and the more I talk about yeah. it, the more I realize they're two different cases. So as much as I saw his response, I was like, ah, really fuck. But I'm also thinking that if you have this restaurant that's open, yeah, you probably have less staff. Uh, yeah. You probably, you've not been open for a long time. So that, that fluidity of like operating every day is also something that you have to earn back a little bit. So yeah. it just feels like, wow, it's a shitty situation. I think the punishment is they can't open till 29 June uh, or un- until they be verified that they are keeping things in order. Like. So yeah. I guess the thing is, then it falls down to the individual. Like if you're at an establishment, if you're at an establishment or restaurant, you should yeah. do your part. But yeah. I know anything that depends on people's altruism will, is, is, will never succeed. Like. Yeah, so so uh, th- that's true. Depending on people's altruism is is the last thing you want if you need. Yeah, to that's right. Put it <laughs> yeah. through something, especially like. when there's alcohol involved. Yeah, and there's a pandemic involved. But uh, the reason why I wanted to to highlight the Serbia thing as well, right? Is yeah. also because I mean, you know, so Serbia, the government is like, yeah, come on, let's do tennis organizations. Yeah, Djokovic, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Everyone, come out, just have fun, party, everything, and. Um, so, guess when Serbia's elections were? Oh, twenty first June. When? Literally yesterday, la. So oh. it's telling you, hey, now in Singapore we're telling, hey, okay, phase two is here, everybody. You know, I mean, they don't say that, la, But pretty much everybody's doing that. Hey, go out and have fun, drink everything. And guess what's coming up? So la, you know, our elections are coming up, la, So, no, but honestly, don't you think that ev- most people in Singapore know that this is all part of the the process, la, unfortunately, of elections where open up, yeah. we just they just give us a little bit of fun. We're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And they close it down once they have the elections oh, in the back. La. No, la, I actually think most people think that it's uh, the trajectory is, is like once you open, you open up. You just keep opening up. Who is more it? More. I mean, we are, the, the, just from how people are behaving okay, this over true. this weekend. That's true. Right. Nobody's, no, nobody's on, like talking about, oh, be cautious a little bit. Nobody's no, on the flip that. side, on the flip side, you could imagine the people might also be thinking, okay, we're going to be closed down in like two, three weeks. We yeah. just fucking go all out and have all the fun <laughs> we can. Get hammered. Yeah. Because like, just walking around, you see people not giving a fuck about social distancing and they just partying, like just having drinks. With, and it almost feels like it's back to pre-COVID days. Of course, you look around mm. and it's the only bar that's open. But yeah. I, think, I think there's definitely some people there who maybe... I have a feeling that, okay, things are going to be closed down against once things spike. Because you're seeing the trend everywhere, right? Mm. You're seeing cases pick up. Even New Zealand who were claiming that they were COVID-free, they have mm. now detected a few cases. And as we have seen in the past, the moment you have at least one or two cases, you're not safe, like, you know? And China so as well, China as well, Beijing also, 100 over cases, yeah. yeah. 100, and the fucking market, the entire, they close down and it's a huge yeah. market, right? So, yeah. so it just feels like there's definitely some people out there, the very opportunistic ones, like, you know, the, the people who yeah. maybe are the ones who buy iPhone and then resell one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will yeah. look for the opportunity, they're like, fuck it, we're just going to go for it. If we get sick, we are strong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but they just, they just want to get their drink on, like. This is the yeah. This is almost like the election campaign for them. Uh. The election day, they know is the final, the final <laughs> yeah, one, one so big <laughs> one. Uh. They're gonna have giant party on election day. Then after that, they know everything will be shut down. Yeah, right then here. they'll disguise <laughs> it as like you know a vote. Yeah, you know vote for the incumbent or voting party when it's all just an excuse to drink. Like. Yeah, and they're all gonna be like they're gonna go vote together <laughs> with their friends in groups of five and then all ten maybe and yeah, go there to get a drunk. <laughs> And then get exactly. hammered at Holland V after that. <laughs> yeah. And then just yeah. say, you know, they they support. All they need to say is they disagree with Alfian. Confirm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> approve. Stamp of approval. Chop. Disagree with Alfian. So. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. La, I mean, you it's very easy to look at what's happening overseas and you pretty much, you, we're on that trajectory already la, where people are starting to gather and, and there's probably going to be more community cases and all that. Like, yeah, la. So yeah. that's where so, we're at. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but now <laughs> it's something I've realised is that as, as things are opening up and like, okay, the media industry is still... It's still it's still hard to to open up uh fully so yeah. that front feels still a little stilted but I feel almost like there's this pressure to now have plans again, which I was actually plans, enjoying, yeah. you know uh, okay yeah. Pre- yeah, previously yeah, before COVID like or when I was a single or when uh there was always this when pressure, you were like, a single in COVID. You were no. single during COVID? No, eh, oh. you, don't, put, don't put words in my mouth, okay? <laughs> you just said uh, it. <laughs> no, I said when I was single or pre or during COVID. Oh, oh there was a fucking oh, call, okay? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I thought it was don't when be... you were single during COVID. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It's like when I, I was single, I always used to feel like, oh, Friday night, I should be doing something because, you know, it's happening and all. And when I, I got in a relationship, that pressure was taken off like, because, you know, like Friday yeah. nights, Saturday nights, I'll be hanging out with my girlfriend and all. And then when it came to COVID, in some way, like, of course, not meeting my girlfriend was was tough, uh, was annoying, but the social aspect of, you know, meeting up with friends, you didn't have yeah. to worry about all, all that. I don't know about you, but I found that quite liberating. Like. And then uh, now, yeah, true, when true. things are opening, I'm like, oh, shit. Mm, it means, oh, shit, it means yeah. now social plans is something to think about yeah. again. No, because uh, on Saturday morning, I was just, like, sleeping in, you know, because, like, uh, I mean, I, 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 I did meet... Uh, small group of people the night before, so I had mm. a couple of drinks. So I was just sleeping in, enjoying my 11 a.m., typical 11 a.m. Uh, CB period, like Saturday yeah. morning. La. We, then I just rolled out of bed at 11 a.m., then suddenly my wife is like, hey, we got an appointment, we're, we're going to be late. Then like, oh shit, then I was like, oh fuck, I haven't like rushed like this, like jumped out of bed and put on clothes and rushed out of the house in like hey, what ma- months it? already. What no, it was an appointment to go and, it? No, it was a, some, because shops are open now so. <laughs> But you have yeah. to make an appointment. You have to make an appointment to go to the shop or something like that. La, what to, shop, to, to what shop some, are you going to, yeah? To see some stuff for the house, la, you know, for the oh, okay. like furniture stuff. So you, you have to make an appointment to go. And then if you miss the appointment, you're like, you can't go. La. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I'm rushing. What is that? I go out and then get in the car and then get on the road. And there's so many cars on the road. And everyone's yeah. honing at you. Everyone's like, so impatient to get to. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Actually, I miss, I miss CB. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, Saturday night also I went to have dinner with my girlfriend and she asked me what do you feel like eating? I was like, oh shit, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to pick restaurants again and like the whole thing was like, oh shit, go there, I have to wait. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So in some way, and I don't know how many people feel this, I'm guessing more than people would like to admit but there was a certain almost like, Peacefulness, like, right? Yeah, yeah, peacefulness. And and it's almost like life was so within four walls where you didn't need to think much. And in some yeah. it's like an exercise program, like you know, like if you have to decide what exercises to do every day, you're it's gonna be tough. But if you just sign up for like a six week program, you just wake up, you do your exercise without thinking, it's almost a bit liberating. Like you can argue that okay, then you're just a sheep, like but yeah. sometimes I don't know, sometimes being a sheep can be calming, man. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean we probably uh, once you know a bit more time has passed, we can can probably reflect back more on this whole entire period, and really like there, there are a lot of things I think we've all learned about ourselves uh, in, during this during COVID as well. Like yeah. like uh yeah you know like 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 what you say like even if I want to exercise the only exercise you can do is within the four walls of your house and it just 
makes you like you actually do it like you know as opposed to like oh I can go gym I can go rock climbing I can go running I can go climb this and that <laughs> and like I end up doing nothing at all I end up doing nothing because I'm like uh, paralyzed by all the decision making yeah it's like there's certain times also when I sit down when I don't have a show in mind and I open up Netflix fucking it takes me like 30 minutes to decide a show then I'm like fuck I could have watched one episode of another show and like exactly. you know what I'll just go sleep and I'll watch it tomorrow <laughs> COVID is like when the, the CB is like when Netflix gives you four shows to watch you fucking decide yeah, yeah. and then you just watch you just watch yeah exactly, yeah, that's, exactly. that's ultimately I guess like like borderline communism like, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's why that's oh why, my god okay lah at least <laughs> At least, uh, Ping Dot, Ping Dot will be forced to only see it on live stream. So yeah, because remember, yeah, we yeah. won't have a choice. So this year, I'm much more likely to to actually watch Ping Dot than than previous years. Like, I mean, I've been once, but uh, yeah, usually it's like, oh god, I got to deal with the crowds and the parking yeah. and everything. Now it's like, oh yeah, I just turn on my computer and switch on torchlight. Okay, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah. yeah so but I think the people signing the petition are all shitting their heads. Uh. Yeah, how to get around that, right? <laughs> yeah. This- but yeah, that that's a that's a nice lighthearted way to to end that segment, and it's a yeah. perfect segue to our final segment called "One Shook Thing." Yes, one shook thing. Yeah, and uh, I think I'll just go first. Okay, uh, my one shook thing is a, a game that I'm very excited uh, about that should be coming out on the Nintendo Switch very soon. Mm. It's called Catherine Full Body, and uh, mm. it's a puzzle game, like It's a puzzle game about Sounds a like guy. A bonus, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds like a porno, and the style is in uh, anime style. Mm. It's very, it looks like, and it's basically about a guy who cheats cheats on his girlfriend named Catherine, and mm. he cheats on his girlfriend with another girl who's also named Catherine but with a K. And uh, this actually is a game that came out like seven or eight years ago already, la. But uh-huh. uh, this is the first time it's is being released on Nintendo Switch as well if, as with expanded and expanded um storyline. Uh, mm. But what I loved about the game, other than the very fun puzzle elements, was that basically every night when the guy goes to sleep, he is locked into this like reverse Tetris thing where he has to climb up these blocks of uh, Tetris Tetris towers. Uh, he has to push and pull the blocks to make steps for himself to climb up. So that's mm. the puzzle element. But at the same time, he gets chased by like a demon, demon version of his girlfriend or the girl that he's cheating with and all that. Like, you know, so it's basically like his conscious catching up to him in his sleep. Uh, and if mm. you get caught by that demon, you he dies in his sleep. Huh? So, so the interesting about the game is that it really, uh, there's this element where they ask you questions about morality as well as you play it. Like, you know, if you are in this situation, you're having, uh, you're meeting your ex, your girlfriend's parents, uh, then your ex, who you miss a lot, texts you. Should you answer the text now or answer later? That kind of very morally ambiguous kind of things. Are like, oh, what do you mm. think about yeah, what do you think about uh, keeping up uh, relationships with your exes and stuff like that? No? So, so it's all in English. Uh, I mean, it's oh. a Japanese game, but it's, it's in English, la, And it's very, it's a very cult classic kind of game. It's not the kind of game that everyone will oh. will come out and say it's, it's their favorite game. But I really enjoy those elements where they ask you all these morally ambiguous questions, and then they give you the answers of what other players in the universe answer this as well. La. So you know whether you are a bit of a deviant or or a bit more mainstream or what. La. And then in the backdrop of the story of a guy trying to reconcile whether he's an asshole for cheating in his dreams or his supposed dreams, cheating on his with his uh, on his girlfriend. Uh it's oh, just a very shit. interesting thing. La. So uh yeah, la, if you're if you're on a switch and, and maybe you didn't play it when it was on the PS three yeah. many, many years ago. This is yeah. worth checking out. It's coming so out, you, I think. You, 
Did yeah, you what? play it? Oh, so you played it before on the PS? Yeah, I played it on the PS3, completed it, loved it, everything, and, and now it's coming out as a remaster for Nintendo Switch, uh, which which I think is just, for especially for guys and everything, it's, it asks a lot of interesting questions. Uh. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So that means the new yeah. one, the full body, it's, it's a different storyline or just no, the, repurpose? Same story, but they add one more girl to the mix. Uh, so oh, he's okay, okay. cheating with like two different two different girls. Uh. Whoa, that so is it's, cool. It's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty it's quite a mind fuck uh, the whole thing. Wow, cool. Yeah. Um okay, then uh my one show thing is actually uh a local YouTube uh channel called Forehead to Heaven. Have you heard of it? Oh shit, no. Yeah, it's it's just a small channel, one point seven six K subscribers, but what they do is they take like footage of Singapore from the eighties, nineties, and they overlay the fucking funniest uh singlish uh conversations you can imagine. Like. And it's oh. yeah, I think it's one of those you have to watch it to to really understand it. It's so ridiculous but so awesome. And the videos are not uh, are not uh, long like fifty three seconds, one minute. And title is like Helmet Girl, five dollars, Flat Earther. They they take like footage from new segments from the eighties, and then yeah. they just overlay these ridiculous conversations. Like and fuck man, you see, whenever I see these kind of things, I'm like, oh my god, this this is the kind of content that I'm so happy to see come out in Singapore. Like, I hope it yeah, gets yeah. more traction. Uh, and it's not just like 10 types of helmets or something like that. How do you like say that. forehead to heaven? Yeah, like your head, forehead. Forehead to heaven. Forehead to heaven. And it's on YouTube. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. And it's a oh, small I see, channel, I but I mean 1.76k subscribers, but their yeah, videos have like 20k views, 30k views. Because uh, I think anyone who watches right. it, they're like, oh shit, this is fucking cool, man. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so so I highly recommend it. We'll put a link to one of their videos in the in the, in the the show notes. Cool. Cool. So yeah, we are... Uh, again, uh, at a point where we, I, I should remember to plug the subreddit because again, a lot of mm. interesting discussions there. Uh, the the cool things on subreddit, I think people have started even just posting their own thoughts as posts. Uh. No, that means that means not just reacting to our uh, to our uh, our podcast, but also yeah. just talking about their own po- their own experiences. Like, uh, I think someone I mentioned before the <laughs> the German German fan and everything, but someone else as well, right? And someone just posted he had a stress dream about forgetting to wash his mask outside. What has my life come to? Yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah. Yeah. Correct, correct. yeah. So it's it's pretty cool, I mean, I think that's the kind of place you wanna to it to be like, where you know certain things that you find interesting you can share with us as well. Uh, so yeah. I'm trying to I'm also trying to wrap my head around Reddit and understand how to use the chat function and all that because. I think I was asking people like, "What are you doing this weekend for phase two and stuff?" <laughs> so some people also like told me, creeps, like, they yeah. were, "No, I mean it's a chat room." Jesus, wow, you sound like a fucking like the boomer of the, like the ninety old boomer types, yeah. It's just <laughs> chatting and asking how you're up to, what you're doing. You talk like sending nudes to an underage girl or something like that. No, then someone just posted like I don't know if you guys have talked about it before, but how do you two meet? And then some of our other redditors replied, pointing out that we actually talked about it during our podcast with Fakafas. I don't that even remember, me, yeah. <laughs> that makes me so happy that people know our content that well that they're pointing other users to it. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. shit! Yeah. But so, if if the yeah, the what? So what? No, I mean yeah, we want to keep it as a as a fun community to just hang out, lah, Right? So, so yeah, hang out. So yeah, and actually we, have civil discussions and not just. Be like YouTube or Facebook where the comments are just about how far yeah. apart my eyes are. Yeah. Or even just talk about even like there are stuff that you see on Netflix or YouTube that you like or what lah, right? Yeah. I always find that very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I watch Upload because there was someone who Instagram uh, DM us and told yeah. us that it's a good show. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. Upload yeah, on yeah, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, keep 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 it up, guys. Cool, cool, cool. Alright then. Talk to you guys during the next episode. Peace.
Peace.